I'm going to, I want to talk to you today about standing firm in the battle. Think about that passage that we read. It's about spiritual warfare. There's a language of fighting in it. And multiple times he talks about standing firm. So the message I'm bringing to you today from God's word is about basically saying Epiphany Church, keep on believing in Jesus. Here's what you need to know to, to continue to do what you're doing in and through Jesus here. How do you stand firm? How do you hang on? How do you not take a back step? How do you not get blown away? Are you with me? And there's some stuff here. There's some invitation here about what it is to come to Jesus, to trust in Jesus for the first time. And so if you're here and you're like, hey, I'm new to this. I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. There's some stuff for you. For those of us who've been Christians for a while, these are reminders in God's word about standing firm. I'm going to, it's basically going to be four things. I'm going to talk about the desperation that we're in, the desperate battle we're in, the confidence that we have for this battle. How can we, how do we know we can stand firm? How do we know we aren't going to get blown away? What are the moves of this battle? Like what are the fighting moves? Okay, what do you got to do? And then the encouragement for it. So the desperation of the battle, the confidence of the battle, the moves in the battle, like your fighting moves, and the encouragement. First, the desperation of the battle. Now, think about this passage. He says, look, stand firm, be strengthened with God's mighty strength, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens he's talking about uh, the devil he's talking about satan and he's saying what's wrong with the world isn't just humans messing up what's wrong with the world it's more than just human sin um, there's a smart professor type guy in new york city who wrote a book called the death of satan and it's about how americans lost the idea of evil how americans lost the sense of evil a lot of americans a lot of Americans believe in God, but actually not in Satan. And one of the things that's, that's happened is we don't know how to explain the world. And there's certain evil that we encounter in life that freaks us out. And we don't know how to think about it, how to describe it, uh, how to grieve it. When people strap bombs on their chest and blow themselves and other people up, there's more than just false religion behind that spiritual evil uh, the addictions which can dehumanize us all and just degrade us and bring us down I mean there's more than just human bad choices there's some bad choices okay but there's more than just human nonsense behind that uh, the damage that anger can do the abuse that can can wound you, and then you go through the rest of your life seeking healing for that, and God has some healing for that, but there's more than just human evil. Now, uh, one of the ways, a lot of times we sense the world, there's more than going on than, you know, we need better policies, and we need better government. Do we need better policies? Yes. Do we need better government? Yes. Do we need better laws? Probably. But we need a deeper rescue because the Bible says, actually, there is supernatural evil. Now, we're not supposed to be fixated on the devil and just think about the devil all the time. But we do know need, 
need to know the battle that we're in. We're in a battle. We're not on vacation. So the first thing about standing firm, you got to know the fight that you're in. The world is the way it is, and we fight the stuff we fight because there's more to life than just human bad choices or good choices. Spiritual evil is real. One place that this um, comes out, people still like horror movies. Do you like horror movies? Got some favorite horror movies? Kind of fun, aren't they? It's, you know why we're fascinated by horror movies? It rings true that there's supernatural badness is out there. And we can get into that movie because actually it resonates. It's the way the world is, okay? So we're not on vacation. Everything's not okay. The world isn't completely safe. We need God. We need his strength. We need to know there is a battle going on. He goes on and on against evil, spiritual forces, authorities, and it's angels back and forth is what he's saying. Our battle is against all that. Our main fight's not with people. And so we need to be strengthened by God in his mighty strength in order to stand. In order to keep on being who God has called you to be as a church of Jesus and the community of Jesus and epiphany. To stand fast, to not get blown away, to not get knocked off course. Know that you're in a desperate battle and you need God's strength to stand. It's desperate. But don't freak out. You need to armor up. And so he goes in this long passage about, hey, put on your armor. And he says, and he's in an ancient world where they had cool-looking Roman soldiers walking around. He kind of draws a picture in people's mind, putting all that we have in Jesus on us, taking up what we have in Jesus as armor. He says, armor up. For this reason, because of the desperate battle, Take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to do what? To take your stand. Armor up so you can stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist righteous and righteousness like armor on your chest and your feet sandaled with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now he's saying, what's our confidence in this battle? Our confidence in this battle isn't that you can do it and you're strong enough on your own to do it. Your confidence in this battle is everything we have in Jesus. And all the verses, all the different armor, uh, it's stuff that Jesus gives us. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You can get up in the morning or get up in the afternoon, or whatever it is you do get up, <laughs> and say, you know what, I need Jesus' truth today. Jesus, you're my savior. It's my truth. Um, the righteousness, okay, the righteousness that we have, uh, the righteousness is the righteousness we have by faith. The righteousness that we have in Jesus. We have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It, through him, we obtain access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, Romans 5, 1. Look, we have peace with God through Jesus. We have righteousness, think, think of it as rightness. God has given us Jesus' record. 
Here's our sins. He took it away. He gave that to Jesus. And Jesus swapped with you. Jesus' rightness is placed on you. And you have that. And our confidence in battle isn't because we're perfect. It's not because we tried hard. It's not because we don't look at ourselves and say, I have reason to be confident. To be confident. We look at Jesus. We look at Jesus. We're not justified or forgiven by God because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. This is actually taken from a book written to a young church. The book of Ephesians is a letter to a young church, and he's encouraging them to stand. And you know what he reminds them? He gives them a warm greeting, like kind of like the greetings you guys just received. And he says, you know what? Praise be to God, the Father, who's given you every spiritual blessing in Jesus. And he just lists, starts listing them all. You've been loved. You've been forgiven. You've been adopted. You have a destiny now. You have the Holy Spirit. You are loved in Jesus, forgiven forever in Jesus. The Holy, God's presence in your life is a down payment on what God is going to do in the future. No one can take that away. That's why you can be confident. That's why we can pray. And that's why we can go to God and say, God, help me. And so know that that's your confidence. What can happen, and see, this is actually an area of spiritual attack. Um, Here's 500-year-old advice, okay? Uh, These Christian guys would talk about this about 500 years ago. They'd say, say this. Devil's basically got two things, two strategies. Here are his fighting moves. Temptation and accusation. Temptation sounds like this. Do that. It's going to be fine. Scream at your spouse. She did that. You know, get up in her face. You, you can do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do it. You can do this one time and it won't mess with you. You deserve a break today. Life's about you. Do that. Temptation. Then as soon as you do it, accusation. Look what you did. Look, you did it again. Look, you should feel condemned. You should feel miserable. What hope is there for you? Look at you. Temptation and accusation. And the picture we're given in scripture, Paul says, take up the shield, which is uh, the shield of faith, which puts out the fiery darts of the evil one. Those are fiery darts. Hey, go ahead, do that. You can get away with that one time. It's not... You're going to be fine. It's not a big deal. You can go ahead and look at porn. You can have that. Uh, you can have that drink, maybe that you shouldn't have, or you can take that hit. You can do. You can do that, and it'll be fine. And then the other fiery dart is: look what you did, and the condemnation. But the truth of the Word of God: there is no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. And the confidence we have in Jesus is why we can continue on, why we don't have to be blown away, and why when you mess up, what are you supposed to do with accusation? We can go to God and say, God, I did do that. Please forgive me. And we look to Jesus and his cross and remember that Jesus and his cross uh, is the final word on our sin, not what you did. It's such good news. Man, when that gets in you, it changes the game. Grab a hold of the word of God and grab a hold uh, of the gospel promise of forgiveness. That's our confidence. 
And, the, and so the fighting moves are to pray like crazy and seek to grab hold every day of what you have in Jesus. The fighting moves, now he says a lot about prayer here. Let me read what he says, okay? Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known the, with boldness the mystery of the gospel. He says, he uses four times the word all. It's like all kinds of prayer, all the time, praying for everybody. Who am I supposed to pray? Everybody. And all kinds of prayer. Um, some of you have probably heard this before. Four different kinds of prayer. Think of the word acts, A-C-T-S. And we have A for adoration. Some prayer, we should just tell God, God, we love you because you're God, because of who you are. We love you for what you've given us in Jesus. We praise you. We bless you. That's adoration. We also need to have a kind of prayer where we confess, see, confess our sins. God, I did this today. I struggled this way today in anger and lust and foolishness. I did this. I admit that. I need to receive your cleansing again. We need to have that kind of prayer. We also need uh, Thanksgiving prayer. Uh, there was a sister shared that God answered a prayer for a job. Jesus told us to pray for daily bread. And when it shows up, we're not supposed to go, hey, that just happened. <laughs> we go, God, thank you. Thank God for stuff. And we're meant to do this every day. It's usually better if you do it a couple times a day. Thank God. And then supplication is just praying for stuff, asking God to pray for stuff. One of the cool things that uh, I'm getting to observe, I mean, I feel it in the room and I'm watching it happen, is that you brothers and sisters are becoming a family. You obviously know what's going on in each other's lives a little bit. Pray for that stuff. Hey, provide for that person. Help that person with the struggle. Give them strength to stand today. Um, Pray for the word to go out in that now that great new place for your uh, Bible camp for kids this summer. Pray that just many families connect and many kids connect to Jesus, families connect to Jesus. Pray for stuff. Epiphany, uh, your praying and growing in prayer is really key for two things. For you standing firm, not getting blown off course, not getting knocked down. And for you continuing to grow, it's how you put on the armor. It's how you armor up and say, hey, God, we want to remember all that you've given us in Jesus, all that you've promised us in Jesus, all that you've blessed us with in Jesus. We want to rejoice in that and thank you for that and praise you for that. You got to do that all the time. And it'll be key to you standing firm. It'll also be key to you continuing to grow in ministry as you seek to build more bridges for the glory of God and for the good of your neighbors, as you seek to invite more people in. So your moves are to, you know, pick up faith and God's promises and pray them. Pray in all those different kinds of prayer. Now, some of you might be asking, okay, what, is this like personal prayer life or is this like our prayer life together? It's both. He clearly expects it's in the word of God. He clearly expects people to pray on their own. And if you're not good in that, I, I get that. Um, Joe and I, one of the ways that we both grew in prayer was going to this men's prayer meeting. When I first showed up at it, I was 23. 
and I would just bow my head and listen to men older and wiser than me confess their sins, pray for our neighborhood, pray for our community, pray for our church, pray for situations in their lives. I would just go and listen. And I learned a lot about what repentance looked like by listening to other people pray. But I clearly needed to start doing that on my own, right? I needed to start doing that myself. And so it's both. It's praying on your own and praying with other people. And look at the encouragements in prayer. Look at the encouragements in prayer here. Um, The end of this passage ends with the Apostle Paul doesn't say, hey, I don't need you weak little church to pray for me. He says, would you guys pray for me also? And would you pray I'd be bold? He asks that he'd be bold and not fearful. Do you know why? Well, if you know his story, he got beat up sometimes really bad. He would go to a city and he might get beaten with rods. Um, you know, he was whipped. One time he would, they threw rocks at him and he was stoned. And so if that's your calling, if that's your, you've been called by God to go do that, but you know that might lead again to getting really hurt, what's going to happen? You're going to struggle with fear. And he says to young believers, he said, hey, would you pray for me as well? Would you pray I'd be bold as I should? Um, We're we're meant to have, we're meant to have people in our life where we ask for prayer. I really do pray for you guys. I pray for Joe. I would love for you to pray for me too. I lead a small network of churches and it's hard and sometimes it's heavy. Pray for Pastor Steve and the Liberty Churches. Pray that I'd be bold, as I should. And I want to let you know, for those of you here who are Christians, but you don't ask for prayer hardly ever, what I want to say to you is not only is that a bad idea, there's probably something about the gospel you don't understand. And you don't even understand, maybe you don't understand the desperate battle you're in and how you need help. Maybe you have a little bit of pride and you'd rather not say, hey, actually, I'm I'm down or I'm dealing with a sin now or I have this need or I'm just in a dark place. Maybe you have some pride. Ask yourself, what is it in you that keeps you from asking for prayer and for help? And we're meant to do that mutual. We're meant to do that for each other. That's being a family. And that's going to be key for you guys standing firm. He doesn't say, you know, as single ninjas stand firm, as lone warriors. He says, as a group, as a church, as a community of Jesus, stand firm. Pray for each other. And he models it. And he sends a guy to give a prayer report. The end of it, he's like, I'm sending Tychicus. He's going to tell you everything. So you may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and he may encourage you. He sends a guy to give a prayer report. He's like, he's going to tell you all, all the stuff and you love him and he's going to be able to encourage you. Uh, that's by God's grace what I'm trying to do. Say so you've been prayed for 
Dear love, Epiphany Gloucester, be encouraged in the Lord to stand firm and seek to encourage others and each other. Amen? Amen. Um, here, let me, hey, let's give God a round of applause. God, we thank you. Here, allow me to pray for us. Let me pray for you, Epiphany. Heavenly Father, I pray uh, as a minister of the gospel that you would bless this young church. I pray that they would know the desperate battle that they're in. They wouldn't be kind of lulled to sleep, but they would be alert and they'd keep on praying and grabbing a hold of everything that you've given us in Jesus. I pray that what's already happening, the love in the room, the love and appreciation they have for each other and how they hear the word from each other, I pray that you'd increase that. I pray that they would, it would be a mark of this church that they pray for each other tons and they just lift up requests and they believe and they confess sins to each other and remind each other of gospel promises. Grow that in this church that they would stand firm, that they wouldn't get knocked off course, that they wouldn't get knocked down and that they wouldn't get knocked back. Teach them even more deeply to stand firm. And I pray they would encourage uh, each other in their hearts. And we ask this and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.